Racers, a Star Wars podcast. We've got Matt, we've got Damon. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Damon. How are you doing? I'm good. We've got some good news on the Allen front. I don't we know do. You, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, of course you did. You saw that. I it don't is... go on social media. Oh, Come maybe. On. Okay, you so know then... about my Twitter situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you did you know that uh, little Shay is home now? He is. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, I did not is. know that. I'm good. So, I should. I'll message him when we finish the podcast. The whole family is at home. Very exciting for Alan, uh, his wife and their kids. Uh, I absolutely love it. So now it's now it's see now he's legitimate daddy at, at home mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. we won't see him for a little bit as he's got to adjust to being a daddy during the nights and helping out and doing all the good things dads do. So mm-hmm. uh, big congratulations to Alan. Uh, the whole family back together for the first time at home now. And that's really cool. So big shout out heels way to go, buddy. Love you. Um, Oh, do, do we have uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about on uh, this episode? Uh, lots of news. Oh my goodness. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'll just, I'll just start a couple of games and announcements uh, that I think um Star Wars fans are going to be really excited about. Have you seen the trailer for the Star Wars Hunters? I have not. Uh, you should check it out. Apparently, it's going to be a uh, mobile game, from what I understand. Mobile game. And also uh, Nintendo Switch. Now, I do not own a Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll buy a Switch just because. Yeah. I, what's the point? For one for game. Me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, let's. Let's be real. I have bought a system before for one game, but that's that's beside the point. In my dumber, younger years, but um, this game looks pretty good, and it looks like it's a fighting game. So mm-hmm. uh, the trailer, if you haven't seen it, Star Wars Hunters, go check it out. It looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, uh, like Sony did a whole presentation, mm-hmm. so we got a whole bunch of Marvel stuff coming. Okay. Which looks really good. Uh, there was a trailer for the next Spider-Man game, I guess Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. um, that will feature Spider-Man and, of course, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Venom. Ooh, nice! And what sounds to be Craven, the Hunter. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty exciting. But I digress. We also got the uh, teaser for Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic the remake i know i saw that and i was like "Uh oh damon is going to be so excited i as soon as i saw it i was i was sitting there and i was like 
now I'm buying a PlayStation 5. Yeah. And I saw a meme, which always Star Wars memes are the best. Mm -hmm. The original Knights of the Old Republic released like early 2000s. I think it was 2005. um, Was released as an exclusive on Xbox. Mm -hmm. That is the system I bought for a video game. (laughs) Okay. PlayStation 5 is now going to be exclusive for this remake of Knights of the Old Republic. So it's getting completely revamped new fighting system the graphics are going to look just delicious and i don't know if they're adding to the story or if they're going to include uh knights of the old republic one and two within it all because it's all kind of connected right the story of Mm -hmm. those two probably not they'll make two games I, i imagine i would hope so but at the same time i mean like if i would be okay if they made it all into one mm-hmm like if anybody's gonna sit there and go, oh, we wouldn't make it two games because that's like over a hundred hours of gameplay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they would probably do it so they could sell two games. That yeah, for sure. I and I get mm-hmm. that. But uh, oh man, am I that easily my most anticipated video game now? Star Wars: okay. Knights of the Old Republic. I can't wait for that game. That is gonna be awesome. And apparently, it's like not that far off either, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. So oh, good. Um. Other news, of course, it looks like uh, Obi-Wan is getting close to wrapping as uh, we're, we're still sort of unsure of what the timeline is for the Obi-Wan show. But now that we're into September, um, we are, of course, getting the Star Wars Visions show, which comes out next week. Mm-hmm. That is that's the anime one. Uh, there is a Star Wars Lego. It looks like it's a Halloween kind of show that's either i think it might i it could be close to being out or out very soon Mm -hmm. and then uh book of boba comes out in december and then the obi-wan show and we're we're kind of still waiting on when that's going to be a thing Mm -hmm. what what the timeline is for that show i i still don't know and i imagine until until they have a date locked down they won't really kind of throw that out there yet yeah that's what i, I mean imagine. like what what is the average time i mean i guess there hasn't been a lot of shows but you know the mandalorian um like how long is the filming done and the post-production before like you know the difference like yeah when they've wrapped up shooting and then they've done the post-production and then they, they put it on disney plus um like well, what is that is that a year is it less than a year that's a good question i think i think it's less than a year see here's the thing though with this new technology that disney is running uh, on their on their shows right like with uh if you've seen the um mandalorian first and and second season documentary style kind of shows mm-hmm. that showing like making of and all that they have this this i don't know they call it oh, what do they call it again I, I always forget the name of it but it's like a it's like a round screen that is not a green screen. It mm-hmm. it is literally the scene. So these actors, instead of acting in front of a green screen, they're they're acting in the wastelands of Tatooine or okay. all these things, right? So they see this. It's a lot easier to imagine what you are acting in as opposed mm-hmm. to just seeing green, yeah, all the time. And like it, it's awesome, and I I it's phenomenal. I wonder. If with this technology, does it make it that much, I don't want to say faster, but easier to produce a show and get it out maybe a little bit sooner? I have no idea. See, that that's a good question. Like, I'm looking at, 
I'm looking at Obi-Wan Kenobi show just off of Wikipedia and it just says 2022. They're not giving yeah. a hard date on it. You know what they should do though is May the 4th, obviously. Oh, like, big time. I mean, like it's Obi-Wan show. This is you could not ask for a bigger show. <laughs> yeah, fans have wanted like they didn't even know they wanted this show as badly as they did until they heard about it, right? And oh. put it out on May the 4th. That would just be a nice thank you to Star Wars fans, I think. It's, it's just a big just boom. just make it like a, a an unofficial, you know, global holiday for Star Wars fans, anyways. You know, May the 4th, always release something huge on that day. I agree. You know. Like it's movies, just, it's, like they really could take that day. You know, it could just be Star Wars Day. Did you like? Why do they keep releasing Star Wars in December? I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. My guess is that um, holidays. It probably brings in the most money. But it's, it's probably Christmas. the time of the, Yeah, and and you know, a lot of people like. I guess they don't like to hang out with their family and talk. <laughs> they rather. You know, they rather go see a movie so nobody has to talk to one another for three hours or whatever, two and a half hours. Okay. There's a lot of people that go see movies during the holidays. I, don't, uh, I we, go see a lot. I've worked one Christmas ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was working at uh, the movie theater in Winnipeg. And it was an amazing day. Like, I'm, I'm, I won't even lie. I thoroughly enjoyed the whole day. Because mm-hmm. there was like maybe five people total. Really? Yep, that came to go see movies, and I think we had Star Wars in theaters at that point, like uh, Episode One. Yeah, and I just remember watching a ton of it, and I remember like we we always used to wrestle uh, as staff. Like we we made like cardboard belts and everything, and we would wrestle as staff, have <laughs> champions and things in between. Like we everybody would clear out, we'd start cleaning up. And then we'd clean up so fast so that we have like five minutes to have a match or something. It was so fun. <laughs> it was good times. Um, Cassie and Andor comes out in 2022. And then I, I'm looking for more information because I saw this off of uh, Star Wars Theories YouTube page. And I'm really struggling to find information on this. So I'm going to go straight to the source. Star Wars George Lucas. Um, series apparently Disney is going to have a George, a George Lucas led series and this is like this is confirmed by Star Wars Theory and I, I like I've mm-hmm. I don't want to say I've talked shit about Star Wars Theories I, I don't think that's the case but I do think that he isn't the type of guy that bullshits about things mm-hmm. like when he when he has something it, it's coming out now it, it we it, here it says that we're getting a six-part george lucas docu-series lawrence kasdan is gonna is gonna uh direct it and yeah basically it's a, a make it's a life documentary on george lucas so i like this i think this is a great idea because you see those behind the scenes of like let's see the behind the scenes of solo or behind the scenes of um Return of the Jedi or anything of those. And those are super interesting. And then obviously it's geared towards the Star Wars nerds, like mm-hmm. the hardcore fans, right? Which is fine. But to see his life and what he did to pour into Star Wars, that is a, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. That's something that brings the fandom together. It does. You know, we all want to, how did he think of this? You know, seriously, like where yeah. did he come up with this world building that we're all, just obsessed with mm-hmm. 
I like it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, do you have anything else for news as far as that goes? Uh, you know, I don't. I'm sure there's other pieces think that we're missing. So. I saw that there's going to be a new comic book series uh, chronol- chronicling Kira. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I think it's called Crimson Rain, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken. And it was written by, I think, the guy who wrote the book that we, well, I didn't actually finish reading it, but The Light of the Jedi, Charles Soule. So I think oh, he's nice. Doing, he's doing the writing for the comic. I like Charles Soule. I think he's done a fantastic uh, job with a lot of stuff. Yeah, was there anything else? I think I mentioned the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. That's going to be launching in 2022 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we get? We, we we know the news of the second season of Bad Batch. I imagine that's going to uh, come out sometime next year. Um, yeah. Apparently, EA will continue to invest in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order franchise. So okay. that's good news. Because mm-hmm. uh, like we can we can shit on EA a lot for what they've done. Um, yeah, that's easy, yeah. But <laughs> but uh, Fallen Order was a fantastic game. It was fantastic. A lot of fun. Yeah. Good story. It's about time. So yeah, bring that on. Make more. I think uh, I think the big takeaway here for me is just that Knights of the Old Republic remake. I am yeah. I am so stoked for it. I'm excited for it. Maybe we get a little bit more background on things. Maybe Uh, they canonize that. That's a canonized game. So it might be a little bit different. Like everything. Well, remember when Disney, when, when they purchased star Wars, the whole Lucas films and all that kind of stuff, they, they said everything moving forward is canon. The movies are canon. And everything else moving forward is canon. So all the books, everything, all the all the video games and everything before that is legends. Mm-hmm. So this is a game that's coming out. Does this make it canon now? Now, Revan has already been canonized. Yeah. Um, through Revenge of the Sith. Or not Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Um Rise of Skywalker. Like a bunch of those starships were named after ancient Sith lords. Okay, so that's that's important. And then you've got things like the anchor, uh, the anchorhead uh, ships in Rebels. Those were brought from from old Republic stuff. So these are all things that are being kind of put into uh, canon, which is just so so awesome. Um, yeah. Like this is huge if it if it comes out and it is canon because Knights of the Old Republic is set about four thousand years prior to the films, mm-hmm. and basically now you're kind of setting a date like a, like a hard timeline on things. So here we go. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe. Uh, well. You know what? Hopefully they do a good job. It's weird that it's going to be on PS3. I'm surprised they didn't like PS5. You know, get it on, or sorry, yeah, PS5. I'm surprised they didn't get it um, dual console. come out on multiple consoles or platforms, even PC as well. 
Yeah, I'm wondering why about that. I, I think it'll probably come out later for them. Well, I've I've heard PC and PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. So PC fans will get it. The I I don't understand. I don't know why the Xbox group won't get it. Maybe like, I'm a I'm a PlayStation guy, but the Sony oh, maybe Sony okay. gave them gave them money to for exclusivity. Probably it does say yeah. here the game is currently set to be a PlayStation Five exclusive at launch with other potential versions coming at a later date. So that could change. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Sony's probably paying them for a buttload of money. Rights. Yeah. Because they want to sell more of those PlayStation 5s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to buy one now. I'll have to get one soon. I'm all in on it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. PlayStation 5s. Let's go. So yeah, lots of lots of awesome news coming out of uh, a galaxy far, far away. Um, our top five this week. Things we would change in the Mando era. Yeah, like the post-original trilogy, pre-sequel trilogy era. This one's a little tougher to do because, well, there's not a whole lot that we well, know. Yeah, so and- we've ch- we've kind of changed up, change slash what we would like to see. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go for it. Okay, so the thing that I would like to see, this is like I wrote down on my first point. You know what, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for the last one, actually. Okay. Okay. okay I'll, I'll go backwards here. Okay. Um, okay. Luke should not have stolen the show at the end of season two of Mando. <laughs> you, you think know, it just, should have been Plo Koon? Just, you know, despite me loving it, I just felt like that was not a good end. Because it, it was a show about the Mandalorian, right? And that kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know. So Took, stole his thunder, I suppose you could say. I was hyped. Obviously, it meant that they were trying to care a little bit about their fans, but I don't think that was the place for some reason. Even though it was awesome, I would have liked to have seen Luke, maybe at the beginning of the episode or sure. in an episode prior to the season finale, but to have okay. him be the last thing of season two of Mando and then go on a two year hiatus. Yeah. I think it should have been Mando oriented the end of that I, show. I wonder, I wonder how much of that two year hiatus will be placated by the fact that the book of Boba, I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to see Mando in there. Probably. Like it's just, it's hard for me to imagine that you've, you've invested so much time in the Mandalorian and the character of Jin Djarin. And you're just going to be like, nope, we're not going to see him for a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Because he's, yeah. he's he is the building block for your future of Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I would I would agree. I would agree with that. I I see here's here's what I think. And and this is to I guess this is part my point too, because I agree on that whole thing. Um, when it comes to Luke kind of stealing the show, I don't mind it. But what I think was the problem was the fact that they had so many pieces throughout the season, right? Mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Um, we saw things from Rebels. We saw things from um, the original trilogy. All this kind of stuff. Tatooine. Yeah. Um, 
Boba Fett's armor, Boba Fett coming in. There was so much world building within season two of The Mandalorian that I think you're right. It stole from Mando. I do think Luke, uh, and I've thought about this before, I do think Luke coming in and getting Grogu was the right call. It does make sense. It Like, who else would it be, right? Uh, okay, yeah. we, we had Ahsoka. And especially when it's not Ahsoka. It. Yeah, especially yeah. when it's not Ahsoka. Who else could it possibly be, right? Like, like so I, it does make sense. I just, you know, kind of wish it wasn't the very end of season two. That's all. Yeah, I, I, I know they couldn't have gotten Grogu away in any other way in that suppose, but, you know, they could have, I don't know. Grogu could have been rescued and then the last episode could have been, you know, Luke gets out of there and then the last episode could have been them, you know, tracking down Gideon and taking his lightsaber. Yeah. Like t- taking the yeah. dark saber. I don't know. But but the thing is, though, with Luke being introduced, the, the, who cares about the dark saber? Yeah. And the dark saber is like one of my favorite things in right. Star Wars for some reason. I love the dark saber for sure, and I and I get that. But I just think if you do the Luke and see, this is a, a first. We're disagreeing on something. Um, I think Luke coming in, and then like say he's the episode before the season finale. Luke comes in, takes Grogu, leaves, and we're all like, "Oh my god, Luke's back! That's awesome!" And then the final episode, that fight against Gideon. Ah, it's tough to it's tough to be in not not that it's tough to be invested in it but mm-hmm. i just saw luke skywalker yeah and now he's got an apprentice mm-hmm. he's teaching people he's building his jedi order the the battle for the dark saber takes a back seat there so i was more invested in the dark saber stuff because i didn't know that luke was coming mm-hmm. we knew that there was going to be a jedi picking grogu up and the speculation was probably Luke. So you have the battle with Gideon. All of a sudden you see uh, uh, an X-Wing appear. You're kind of like, I, I love the line from. Um, the Cara Dune. Yeah. Cara Dune where she says, oh, look, one X-Wing. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't think anything of it until she said that. And then I went, oh, shit. Yeah. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, boy. That's is that Luke? Mm-hmm. And then you see this figure, and as soon as you see the figure walking down the hallway, you're like, it's yeah. Luke. And you see Gideon looks terrified too, yeah. right? Because he like knows it, he's it got adds. that inside information oh, about the, the Emperor was killed by a Jedi, yeah, in an X Wing, right? Like, not a lot of people know that. I would imagine a, a moth would, yes, a moth would though, but not a lot of people, yeah. So I think it made sense. I get and what Vader. you're saying. Vader and Palpatine were killed <laughs> basically by one Jedi, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Yeah, this guy's badass. Yeah. So I like, yeah, I get what you're saying with the Luke thing that you want the show that is called The Mandalorian. It should be focused on the Mando. Mm-hmm. And I think it was for the most part. I think the Luke stuff at the end was just like it, it was a bit of fan service, but yeah, and you know, oh, they're doing needed? a lot of and they're doing a lot of setting up in that season too, right? They set up the yep. Ahsoka show, you know, they set up, you know, I don't know if Ezra and Thrawn are going to be part of it, but it's very likely that if they're not, they set up another thing for Ezra and Thrawn because yep. yeah. Ahsoka's looking after looking for Thrawn, right? And then this Luke Skywalker started like Luke Skywalker starting up his academy, right? He's got Grogu now. Um, so they did piggyback off of it a lot to hype up Star Wars. And I'm very glad they did because Star Wars fandom was pretty split mm-hmm. before season two of Mando, right? 
Um, and they kind of brought it back and unified it again. Now, yeah. I will say this. Maybe the Boba Fett stuff, maybe the Tatooine stuff, maybe that happens in season one. And season two is more of a focus on the Mandalorian and Mandos in general. Like the the all the other stuff, I absolutely loved seeing. The Ahsoka mm-hmm. stuff, I'm fine seeing that in season two because it's mm-hmm. Jedi related, right? They're like it's force related. Mm-hmm. So it's important in the grand scheme of things with Grogu. So Ahsoka season two, but all like the, the Boba Fett and and um um oh who is like um Timothy Oliphant's character. I forget oh, his yeah. name. The Marshal. Yeah, like that could have been season one. And like Bo-Katan. not to say that season, yeah, Bo Katan Mando. So I'm good with yeah. that being in season two. Mm-hmm. Because she leads to him finding Ahsoka. Yeah. And then the Tython discovery, which is huge when when you know your your Star Wars history. Like that's the original planet of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So like that's all awesome. Um I just I think I think the the world building stuff could have happened in season one. Mm. And then maybe we get a little more Mandalorian planet type stuff from season two. But it maybe is that's it is. season three. Maybe. Right. Yeah. A little bit of book, uh, book of Boba, maybe. Mm-hmm. See where that goes. Um, so the, that was one point. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my one. Point. Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> So my first one is more Luke stories, mm-hmm. right? Like we're now five years into after the end of the empire. Now we've got a five-year gap on Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to know what Luke was doing. And obviously yeah. Luke is looking for um, artifacts. Everything. Yeah. Right. Jedi, Sith artifacts, all this stuff. Yeah. He's reviving uh, a lost culture basically. Right. And you know what, an art form or a, yeah. A religion. Mm-hmm. A religion, yeah. Right? Like, he's reestablishing a religion, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most important things within that five... And I'm, I'm just starting here at the first five years. The Jedi Temple on Coruscant. What did the Empire do for 20-plus years? I don't know, but I, could have, I would imagine Palpatine built his own, probably destroyed it and built it right on top of the Jedi Temple, which is on top of a Sith Temple before, right? Well, what's interesting is from books that, that are out there, he like it became the hub of the Empire, the Jedi Temple. So what did he do? It, 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 from what I understand, it looked the same mm-hmm. as far as like the aesthetic outside. Mm-hmm. But like, what did he do with all... Like, when... Anakin and the 501st rolled up and decimated the Jedi Order. Who, like, what happened to all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Put it I on know. Kijiji and <laughs> they made a little bit of money off of it. Um, I like definitely. Yeah. yeah. They need it. A little bit of money for the coffers there for the Jedi yeah. religion. Got to get your empire started somehow, right? <laughs> um, like, I want, we, we know what happened when it comes to um, Jocasta new and how she ended up getting the, the basically the registry for the young potential Jedi and hiding that and hiding it for Luke. That's in comics. We've that's been established, but you still have the, the Jedi temple. You've got the Jedi library, all these things, all this history that is hidden and, 
Palpatine was one of those guys that was he was collecting yeah, Jedi and Sith artifacts too, right? Yeah. So where all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then I think in, he probably had a lot on the Death Star. Ooh, over a million people died. R.I.P. Yeah, well, that's because that's where Ray went to get. That's right. All the other, right, because she goes into like his hidden Sith, uh, you know, showcase floor of the Death <laughs> yeah. Star, right, to find all of his stuff and then fight herself. Yeah. And fight herself in that mirror. So, like, he probably kept a lot of. That wasn't even in the of, mirror. Oh yeah, that wasn't in the mirror. Yeah, it was just a, that was a what a vision, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, because he had all sorts of great, cool stuff in that Death Star, right? He thought he was invincible in there, right? Yeah. So he like he has arrogance blinded him, right? And um, so he, you know, he wanted all his cool stuff with him, I guess, from his seat of power where he could just move across the universe, blowing up whoever resisted him. That's true. So that's that's stuff that I want to see. I want to see more of that. Like, like I know in the I think it's Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. we, we get the single player story. And uh, we get a little bit of that. Luke ends up finding the uh, compass that leads him to uh, the planet that we find him on when the sequel starts. Okay. So that's where he gets that, but uh, and and that's that's an empirical facility, and there's a bunch of stuff hidden from the temple in there. So that's interesting, but yeah, I want to see some of that. Okay. Uh, for my next uh, tweak or modification, I guess it would be a big one, but it was that show Resistance that nobody watched. Yeah. Um, I would Just- have made it to be about a Jedi uh, and not whoever the lead character was. I've I've he's so forgettable forgettable i don't i think it was cal but i'm not 100 percent sure on that one cal kestis um, no a relative of cal kestis i can't remember what his name was i don't think it's cal now that i think about it but um yeah it just was not about the right stuff i agree you know? too like, because you I, were saying like you watched season two and you you felt like it got more interesting when the sith stuff started happening yeah, so the show kind of takes place like the whole first season is a little bit before episode seven, right? And then like the last episode or two of the season are occurring at the same time episode is episode seven's occurring, and then episode eight occurs, right? And then season two picks up after episode eight, kind yeah, of thing, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know, it just was not that great. And, yeah, I would have, and it was because it was about pilots. It like was tough watching. They weren't bounty hunters. They weren't Jedi. They weren't Sith. They weren't some kind of, you know, force religious people of some kind or zealots or whatever. You know, it was just like this could be about any and in any other universe almost. It doesn't even have to be in Star Wars because there's not really a lot of Star Wars. There's no force in the show. Yeah. It, so I struggle with that. So like that if, was that yeah, was the problem with it. Like I would have made it about you know maybe it was uh, that kid that we saw at the end of episode eight, right? Like it could have been about him, like just being lost, and you know yeah. the temple's been destroyed, and Ray picks him up and finds him and starts to train him. Like it could have been something like that. It could have been pretty cool. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I just didn't. Uh, I didn't enjoy it very much. I still, I, I've struggled. I, I think I'm a few episodes in and I struggle with it, it's but I want to get, get into, I want to get into the Sith stuff. Cause I do want to see that if it has any significance. 
And it does because it's it's canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my second point, we need more Grogu backstory. Okay, yeah. Right? Like, all we know is he was at the temple when Ahsoka was there, when it was sacked. Who saved him? We need to find that out. You can't just you can't just dangle a lightsaber in front of us and I'll tell you the story later and never tell the story later. Mm-hmm. Like that's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am shitting on the sequel trilogy there. <laughs> um, so I want to see. I want to know what happened. Who took Grogu? Who saved him? Was it Mace Windu? Who knows? Was it yeah. Jocasta New? Did Anakin spare him? Did Anakin spare him and just be like, I can't do this. Not to this. It looks kid. too much like Yoda. I can't yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. Like what happened there? Um, how did he survive this long? Mm-hmm. Where was he for this long? Like all these are all massive. Questions. Well, it seems like he was captured and being tested on. Right. So but he that, was captured eventually. Yeah. But it, it, what, like how long was he? Tested? I don't know. I don't think a long you think, time, I think, but you would think Luke would have known about that after destroying two death stars mm-hmm. right like how does that go just unnoticed <laughs> so i don't know it's that's an interesting story that needs to be told that's my second piece yeah. i got another grogu one i just think he should have been bigger and older looking yeah you, you're struck yeah i struggle with that right like he's you know yoda wasn't big obviously like he could sit on luke's shoulder kind of thing but grogu could sit on my hand He's 50 years old, and I just think he should be bigger. (laughs) You know, I don't know why. I I would love to. I love you. I know. I agree. And I love your theory of maybe he's playing being a child for for protective purposes. Yeah, and he was probably, right? He's also been probably locked inside that eggshell container thing of his for years and been tested on. So he's emotionally stunted, too. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. I just... uh, I just wish he was bigger and older looking. I still love Grogu. He'd still be cute. Yeah, he just needs to be fleshed just, out just I, a I little just bit. I feel more. like he looks too much like a kid to have been, you know, the same age as Anakin would be. Right? I mean, yeah, I get it. I get that, but different species. I can, I can, mm-hmm. my believability can be frozen there for that. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Uh, my like I have point? to reach here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's not a lot of things that I want to change yet. I exactly uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, mine is more like fleshing out stuff than changing, right? I want more info on Moff Gideon. Okay, that's my next one. Like this guy, this guy had the dark saber. How did he get the dark saber? Mm-hmm. Who did he get the dark saber from? Like, did he? Did Maul get it back from Bo-Katan? Did Bo-Katan like forget it somewhere? Lose it? Did she lose it outright? How did Gideon get it? She lost it during the sacking of Mandalore. Sure. By the Emperor or by the Empire. Yeah, I think. So there's that. Like, we just need to know more about. We need to know more about him. His rise to power. Was he super ambitious or was he like you you see a guy like Gideon, you see a guy like Tarkin. Tarkin walked over everybody mm-hmm. to get to where he is. Plus, he had the trust of the Emperor mm-hmm. and manipulated by the Emperor as well. But what about Gideon? Gideon looks like Gideon's character from what we saw was manipulative. Yeah, calculated and cunning kind of guy. And he, right? Like he's a bad guy. Yeah. Right, like 
Tarkin, I think I, you don't necessarily look at Tarkin as, I mean, yes, he was on the bad side, but I don't look at him as like a bad guy per se, Mm -hmm. because he believed militarily um, that strength is power Mm -hmm. and that's okay. True. Sure. And he was manipulated by the emperor when the emperor had his son killed, which kind of, it was almost very Anakin like, okay. Right. Like he, he groomed him into his position as grand Moff Tarkin. Hmm. And Tarkin was one of the very, very few who had control over Vader because the emperor deemed it Mm -hmm. Gideon, not so much. So how did Gideon get to his place? How did he get to his station? Where's he from? Is he Mandalorian? Probably not. I well, didn't get could, that impression. Could absolutely, no, he, he, no, he could no. be though. You're right. Because he like they don't explicitly state he's not. No, if you if you if you remember Rebels towards the end of the series when we were when we we're, I guess introduced to, um. Oh shoot! What's his face? Who's the Mandalorian that is basically running? Mandalore for the Emperor. I forget his name. Oh yeah. It's not uh Gar not, Saxon, is it? Is it Gar Saxon? Yes. Yes, it is. Gar Saxon. You're right. Like Gar Saxon didn't have like yes, he was wearing Mandalorian armor, but he never really wore a helmet for much of the show mm-hmm. when he was on. And that could be just because we needed to see his face. Mm-hmm. But uh like Gideon had more of a Darth Vader style suit mm-hmm. than he did Mandalorian. But yeah. towards the end there, that was the case for a lot of the Mandalorians. It was very Stormtrooper style. So that could be the case. I don't know. Just just speculation on my part. What's up next for you? Um, I have another tweak to Mando's show. I have that Ahsoka should not have been so aggressive upon meeting Mando. I don't know why, but that bothered okay. me for some reason. It still does because that's not Ahsoka's style. And I feel like she would have at least been able to sense Grogu's presence. So why she just like jumped Mando with a killing blow from out yeah. of nowhere. That's just not Ahsoka's style. So I, I, I don't like that. I know they had to show that Ahsoka was awesome and badass for all the people that didn't watch the cartoons uh, or like, you know, Clone Wars basically. Yeah. Um, and they needed a way of doing that, but they could have easily done that without her jumping Mando. They could have written in a uh, uh, difference of opinion, mm-hmm. right? And then they could have fought and resolved it from a misunderstanding or something. So that's actually one thing I think they really should not have done uh, because I don't feel like that was in Ahsoka's character whatsoever for some reason. Yeah, she's not much of, like, I guess maybe it was a nod to Anakin, right? Like, fight first, ask questions later kind of thing. But she was never But she's really not like, like that. that. Yeah, you're no. right. So I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. Especially since she has such a good relationship with, like, half of Mandalore, right? Right. Even more than half a Mandalore. So just immediately jumping a guy in a Mandalorian suit, like she's Ahsoka. She was trained by the Chosen One. She's one of the most powerful Jedi to have probably ever walked the universe, you know, just by virtue of being Anakin and Obi-Wan's apprentices, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
she should have known better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> she should have known better. Um, which is why, and I think she would have, which is why I just don't like that scene. I awesome. I, fight, I don't, cool I don't fight. disagree with you, but the only thing that I would say to that is Dave Filoni was the one who wrote that episode. I know, which is really, really shocks so, me. I'd like to maybe see an explanation from him. I would too. I would too. Because usually he knows his shit, right? And Ahsoka's Um, his baby. And Ahsoka's his baby. And I feel like I shouldn't know Ahsoka better than Dave Filoni. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, My next is building the first order. Okay. Because we go from end of the empire to oh my goodness there is another empire that's in place 30 years later <laughs> and 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 everybody's kind of unaware of it yeah everybody's right? back yeah like yeah. oh here we go another <laughs> civil war 30 years later like this galaxy yeah. is a mess yeah it is uh you've got the new republic which is i i, I uh, struggle with the new republic because i i'm i'm that type of guy that will always choose the red or the blue lightsaber over the red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose the Jedi. I'm just inherently going for the good guys. Doesn't matter if they're wrong. Like, just do it. But the new Republic, this is the new government that's in place. You're telling me for 30 years, they struggled to get peace because we can't, we don't want to be as mean as the empire. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, and like, how did Leia not Luke, Leia and Luke not sense the building of this empire? Snoke, I don't know. They, they hiding well, on Exegol, maybe. Uh, I guess that's an excuse that they can use. But yeah, but that didn't come until Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, right. I know, they so didn't like, have that planned in advance. No, the the first no. order, and obviously, yes, the Emperor kind of manipulated stuff behind the scenes as he as he was gaining his strength and all that kind of stuff so i get that sure but at the same time like what what's the new republic doing here Mm -hmm. it seemed like a less than organized separatist movement Mm -hmm. like they had trouble keeping the peace how yeah how i don't get it it makes no sense to me well i guess maybe the empire you know uh culled every single faction of people that would have been opposed to it and that's all that was left for Leia to show up and take over True. right it wasn't like a there was the separatists i guess the new separatists i really I suppose, need to, the yeah. rebels yeah i really um, need to read that leia book where it uh, talks about her being vader's daughter exposed mm-hmm. because i feel like that could be a big important piece to it I think it's supposed to be too, right? But that's because like everybody looked to Leia, she was a savior, right? And then all of a sudden it comes out that her father was actually the one that was subjugating and getting every province in line with the emperor's goals. You know, I I can struggle with that though, because so what? Well, imagine today if it turns out that Biden's father was Hitler, right? Like that would cause so many problems for politics. I, I know we don't really try and stay away from current politics here on the show. No, I get, like, I get what you're saying, um, but I'm you know, like, there, but you could, but he, you okay, could so not sit Biden, there and be like, "How the hell did some of Hitler's stuff not rub off on Biden?" Right. Okay. You know what I okay, mean? Okay. Okay. 
And like, even if I know nothing about it, even if Biden was separated at birth, you know, just the the weight of what that person did. I'll be in honest. Their lifetime. Unfortunately, <laughs> colors the <laughs> colors the opinion, right? No, you're right. You're right. And I get it because I look at like we look at all the stuff that's going on in this world right now, the misinformation, the disinformation, the propaganda, blah, blah, blah. You're right. Leia is part of the rebellion. She helped topple the empire. Oh my goodness. She's amazing. What? She's Darth Vader's daughter. Darth Vader's daughter helped build the empire. No, wait a minute. Like it's just, yeah, you're right. It can snowball and make such a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. I agree with that. Fair enough. Okay. Your last point. Okay. My last one. And this is like a massive tweak slash modification. And in this time frame, I want them to set in motion undoing the sequel trilogy in some capacity. <laughs> so this was the first yes. one that I was going to say. Um, okay. But I chose to save it for last. Um, I will agree and wholeheartedly. I think we've, with we've talked about undoing the sequel trilogy so much, I probably don't need to go into it too much. But no. like, I like the first movie. I really do. Um, you know, if they can somehow, I really like, I, I don't know why, but I really like my theory of like splitting it once Ray looks in the mirror, you know, they do something, maybe it's in Mando or Ahsoka with the world between worlds and someone just reaches through the mirror and it's like, no, Ray, don't. And then, you know, we have a brand new sequel trilogy that splits empire doesn't emperor doesn't come back. Something like that. I don't know. I just, yeah, because at this point in that the empire isn't back. No, or the emperor isn't back. Not by episode eight. He wasn't back at that point. It was still Snoke, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just... Yeah, if I'm I not mistaken, know. Snoke isn't dead at that point. Snoke's not dead at that point either, right? She hasn't gone to the throne room and, you know, gotten in the fight. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to see them set in motion. I don't want to discredit any of the work that a lot of the people have done because I know a lot of people put their heart and soul into those movies. Um, and it's not their fault that they sucked. So I don't want to see them completely undone. I just want to see something put in place that's like, yes, this happened, but you know, something else has happened now in some kind of multiverse style way, like the world between worlds, which has established this kind of thing where you can jump through time and change stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to see that world between worlds change the sequel trilogy in some way that it's like, no emperor's dead. He didn't come back for episode nine and then like redo an episode nine or, you know, maybe just be like decanonize it and make a new episode nine, 10, 11, make a new sequel trilogy, keep episode seven and eight intact. Um, follow up with Kylo Ren, you know, being the bad guy in the universe in episode, a new sequel trilogy, you know, and Ray's got to struggle to, you know, take down his new empire or something. I don't know, whatever. We can go on forever about what we would like to see in a sequel trilogy, but like, I just put it in motion. It's, it drives me effing insane that it's called <laughs> the Skywalker saga when the last three movies are hardly at all about Skywalkers. Yeah, all you did was rename Rey a Skywalker from a Palpatine and yeah. it's a Sky like yeah, I agree. So if um, you want to call it not the Skywalker saga and call it a Star Wars story or something, mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Just don't call the nine 
movie mm-hmm. arc a Skywalker story because it's not literally kill three. off all the Skywalkers in the movie. It's not for the last three at all. <laughs> I love it. I agree. That that'll be my last one too. I agree. Because my last one I'll turn into an honorable mention. Okay. Because yes, both of us want to see a sequel tr- like a finish to the trilogy that it should have been, not what JJ Abrams threw at us. Yeah. Like just pandering to the crowd and making a story that just like let's not like Palpatine Ian McDermott absolutely fantastic as the emperor even in Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah, Emperor is awesome. Like he's he always just, awesome. he's just so good. I I like Ray, I like Kylo. I wish Ray wasn't so overpowered. I want to see her struggle. Mm-hmm. All those kind of things. Like it's okay to struggle. Who cares that she's a woman? Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't have to make her overpowered no. in order yeah. to be woke AF. Like, and it's even like a bad message for girls that want to look up to her as an idol because she doesn't struggle with anything, right? She's unattainable. The girls, that, the girls that look up to that, it's like, oh, I didn't get it right the first time. I'll never be like Ray. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's okay so, to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to struggle and it's okay to lose. And Ray never does any of those things. No, she never, there's no learning process for Ray. Yeah. At all. Like, even, even Luke fails. Yeah. multiple times in the sequel trilogy right like oh, yeah. he fails by throwing his lightsaber away yeah he gets fails. his hand chopped off yeah like he, by his dad i just mean in the sequel trilogy <laughs> oh yeah. in the sequel trilogy i just mean in the yeah. sequel trilogy like he throws his lightsaber away like what are you doing he mm-hmm. he uh well he learns from cutting himself off from the force right mm-hmm. like, like it just makes no sense that. that luke would yeah like it, there's so many mistakes there's so many mistakes but whatever uh Honorable mention on my part. Uh, do you have any or no? I do. Okay, and, and, and it's 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 actually similar to you. It was explain the emperor's plan more. Yep. So you had that. But then I also said and the dyad. Yeah. If yeah. you're gonna make the sequel trilogy like truly canon, you need to explain the dyad because all the all Star Wars up until then was about the chosen one. Yep. Chosen one, chosen one, chosen one, and all of a sudden you've got a dyad, right? Yep. Like What's that. What the f is that? I didn't even know what they said the first time I saw the movie. Yeah, I just like, see it a couple they times. Formed, like, they formed a what? You know, because it's it, mentioned once and it's not explained. And I don't like the idea that the emperor is responsible for the dyad. Yeah, he just like, makes the dyad happen. I guess he just killed himself. And you know what? If you had to come out and said he made the chosen one happen too, and then he made the dyad, that would make more sense. Sure. Right? But they haven't explicitly stated in canon that the Emperor... Heavily implied in a book that isn't isn't canon. Right? It's heavily implied that the Emperor did something to create Anakin, you know, using the powers of the Force. So, you know, state it, and then if he did the dyad too, then yeah, that's far more believable. I agree. Just to state that in an off, like, all of a sudden, the third movie of a trilogy. Oh yeah, the emperor's back. Oh yeah, there's the thing is a diet. Oh yeah, that restores the emperor. Oh yeah, he's back. He's, <laughs> he's electrocuting. He's electrocuting an entire fleet of starships. Right. Yeah. So like, come on, do more explaining. Build it up. Um, they overpowered buy, everybody. <laughs> and I'll buy it. And I'll buy it. But if you're not gonna do it up properly, don't sell me that crap. Right. Give me what I want. Um, I love. <laughs> I love how you've got the original trilogy was just like the the twilight of the Republic and the Jedi, but they're all very powerful force users. 
And then you get into the original trilogy. And you have Vader and you have Palps, who are very powerful force users. And you have Luke, who's playing catch up. And then you get into the sequel and Ray is overpowered. Poe is overpowered. Yeah, Poe's not even force sensitive. Like, he may be. He may be. He, he has to be so. for the flying that he does. I guess so. Like, he's picking off stormtroopers on the ground in an X-Wing. Yeah, he's better no than big deal. Yeah. And then you've got Palpatine overpowered. you got Kylo overpowered. you got Luke doing crazy stuff after having no connection to the Force for the longest time. Just yeah. zap. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's take on the First Order after. Or even Finn. Right, yeah. like I know Kylo's hurt, but he still stands up to him in a lightsaber duel. Like he doesn't just get lopped; his head just doesn't get lopped off in one swing from Kylo. Right, like yeah. he actually fights him off for a bit. It's a little bit. He but loses, like, but he fights him off. Yoda's overpowered. The guy's a ghost, and he's dropping lightning down on. on yeah, the I know. Tree. Where, like, why did like, he just do that to the Emperor when he faced him in the friggin' yeah. Senate? You know? Exactly. You've got you've got Ray fixing people. Oh, is that Force Lightning? Did Yoda use Force Lightning on that tree? Now that we said that, I don't. <sighs> that is no. A it can't question. be. It can't Man. be because when the fire was going on, Yoda was sitting there and he was getting all cheeky. Mm-hmm. There was like clouds that were kind of forming, so it wasn't necessarily Force Light. It was like a natural lightning, but he caused it. Okay. So I don't know. That's some sort of power that he yeah. controlled there, mm-hmm. and he's a ghost. So what? Yeah. Um, who else? You've got everybody is Maz Kanata's of power. Girl, six thousand years old. And she's been yeah. she's been in a, a rebel for six thousand years. There's no way you survive as a rebel for six thousand years, <laughs> right? No way. Everybody's Absolutely no way. Nobody has that kind of luck. Even if you're ninety nine percent successful in six thousand years, you're going to die about fifteen times over. Oh my right? god. Yeah, like everybody's so overpowered funny. in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> okay, so my my honorable mention is Han and Chewie's story. Like, come on, mm, yeah. Like, what? Okay, we know we know that Ben turned to Kylo, and Han turned to deadbeat dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I can't deal with this. Screw this. Just ups and leaves Leia. And she's what a scoundrel. Just yeah, just <laughs> she's struggling to keep this new republic together, and he's just like, nah, I'm out, bounce. Yeah. Ha- scoundrel Chewie, and a nerf herder. Yeah. Chewie doesn't even question it, goes with him. <laughs> I know, right? As he's like, well, that's Chewie hand, I gotta Leia. go with hand. Yeah, yeah, I know, and everybody else. Life debt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's so funny, and I want to see more stories. Tell do something a little more believable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily. I don't need to see uh, Han like cheat on Leia. Ah, we no. don't need that. But like, I, I don't know. You got to do a better, better story. How could you than- do that with a Force user, though? Wouldn't the Force user blow your mind every? Yeah, and time? she's trained. <laughs> like she's been training. <laughs> like that's the worst part. Like a woman scorned. How about a Jedi woman scorned? Like yeah, that really. seems like a bad idea. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I think you need to tell a better story than Han and Chewie just going back to being scoundrels for so all they like, knew how to do. Yeah, right. Turning over debt like crazy, just causing all sorts of Kanja Club trouble and everything. Like, it's just so silly. So tell yeah. more. Flesh that story out a little bit better. That's that's come on. Um, all right, let's let's keep going here. We're we're what are we an hour into this already? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Okay, two episodes. 
of Bad Batch episode six and seven. The first one decommissioned. Let's get right into our review. Scene opens with somebody walking into a shady bar. It's Sid's bar, and they almost get shot by Omega <laughs> as she's playing with her her newly acquired blaster bow, like the Night Sister bow or whatever. It sort is. of. I think it was a. It wasn't a Night Sister bow though. Like that's it was. I think it was the slavers. Yeah. Like she picks it up when they're hunting or not hunting when they're trying to rescue the rancor. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it was the slavers bar. Uh, okay. bow. But anyway, Sid comes in and briefs the bad batch on a mission to capture a tactical droid from a decommissioning facility on Corellia. So nice little shout out to Han Solo and his mm-hmm. home planet. Or I guess Han. He doesn't have a last name. Not at that point. No, no. Silly. Hunter tells her they haven't decided to work with her yet. And Sid says, well, she'll make the decision for them. They're in. (laughs) And then explains to it that it's a mutually beneficial partnership, right? Like you guys need to keep like everything down low. You need money. She Mm -hmm. needs money and she can kind of watch their back at the same time. Hunter relents and says they're in because he doesn't really have a choice. Sid drops a funny comment. (laughs) <laughs> she knows she just told them that <laughs> which is great uh and then sid takes the blaster bow from omega and tells her she's missing because of her noodle arms and she needs to yep. get strength and then just shoots bullseye three times yeah the <laughs> best part got is some kind of backstory here right? yeah omega <laughs> yeah. is the only one that's taken aback by it the bad batch are like Meh, no big deal yeah, like figured. wouldn't you be yeah. i'd be like whoa okay interesting i, um, I guess so the I feel batch. like if I was a grizzled veteran, I would have a better idea. I'd have a better. And I mean, she's transocean, right? Seeing that in somebody too, I think she's transocean. So yeah, how come she doesn't have a hissing voice? Like uh, maybe it's that's her accent because she's Could been be. off the planet since she was yeah, maybe. herself. Who knows? Uh, Bad Batch head to Corellia and enter a facility which is guarded by Old Republic police droids. Mm-hmm. which I like a little shout back to the, uh, the clone wars. They climb a high stairwell, much to wreckers fear of heights uh, inside. They split up to find the tactical droid. Omega spots the droid head on like a, a conveyor belt, but it is snatched up what appears to be by a worker. Another worker drops in on Omega. It's Rafa Martez from season seven of clone wars. I like that they're back. I did. I was glad to see, like, I didn't really like them very much in the end of the Clone Wars. See, a lot of people complained about that, that they didn't find that they were necessary to the storyline. And I disagree. I think they really were. And the reason for that is because they were there to establish the distrust of the Jedi with the Republic Mm -hmm. citizens. Yeah. Right, like all of the propaganda that was coming from the new rep- or the the old, rep- whatever you want to call it, the Republic, mm-hmm. um, slow like Palpatine's slow descent of the Jedi in the public's eye, mm-hmm. right? And it it worked. Here you have Ahsoka, who is pure righteous mm-hmm. as a as a Jedi is concerned, right? She's no longer a Jedi, but she's definitely a Force user. She's almost and like it, a crusader, yeah. Yeah, and even at the end of that short little arc, I, I think it's Rafa that says it, 
you are what I imagined a Jedi should be mm-hmm. in season seven of Clone Wars. So for I thought it was super important that they were there. And I don't think a lot of people picked that up. They just looked at it as, oh, this is filler episodes. Mm-hmm. No, it is establishing what's about to come in the final four episodes of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So I, I love their characters. I, I thought Ahsoka kind of sowed trust immediately with uh, the other sister, but mm-hmm. with Rafa, it took a little bit more time. So mm-hmm. I was, I was, I liked their characters and I was good with those, with that little storyline. But uh, okay. yeah, here they are back in Bad Batch. Um, they're after this droid head. A uh, whole chase scene happens with Chase. Uh, and uh, Omega and Rafa going after the, the droid head as the clones fight off the police droids. Mm-hmm. Wrecker has to turn on a switch to reboot a system that tech shut down in order to get out of the lockdown facility, but he hits his head, which kind of mini activates order 66 mm-hmm. because he's yeah. like, he's sitting there going good soldiers follow. Or, and then he passes out after getting shot a couple times. Uh, the battle yeah. to get out, is a huge one is the they activate the tactical droid in order to have it activate the remaining separatist droids which i thought was a cool touch so, yeah i did i loved seeing those guys come back i don't know why I, but it's just nice seeing those old nods to shows for some reason well and because we i love, love the cold so wars goofy, yeah, right? they are yeah um i like that the bad batch is like whoa didn't think i'd see the day where the the separatist droids would be defending us yeah really which was awesome uh, it, the whole plan works as they escape the facility, but not before the tactical droid's head is destroyed. Uh, as they drop the batch off, Rafa mentions choosing sides, and Hunter says that things were easier when they were just soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, then he uh, gives Rafa, um, I guess, a memory stick from Tech, who had extracted the information that they needed. Is it a droid data head. spike or something? Data spike, like yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe you guys are different. And he says, we just, we just want to, we want to do what's right. Mm -hmm. The batch fly off and we see the Martez sisters contact someone. Rafa tells them that they have the tactical droid info and that they had help from a rogue clone unit and she knows where to find them. Mm -hmm. And that's, I remember, I remember watching that live or not live, but the week it came out being like, oh my God, who are they working for? Right. So who did you originally think it was? Uh, I thought it was Ahsoka for some reason. Because of the cloak. Because of the cloak, because she already knew about the sisters. Yeah. Um, you know, she was kind of working, or at least she wasn't officially, but I could see her working on some kind of underground resistance mm-hmm. to the new rising empire. Um, so, well, yeah, I she, thought it was she Ahsoka. Is and it would have, so it was Ahsoka or it was somebody seedy, like uh, somebody from, um, the twin, what are they? Oh, the okay. Crimson Twins and Dawn or, or Crimson or somebody like that, right? Just because those characters had that associate association already, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And especially with, with uh, Sid in the fold, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was Ahsoka for sure. Uh, the cloak threw me off. The Rafa sisters. I like that it was Rex. I thought that was a nice touch because yeah, obviously Rex too. has ties to Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking season three, we're going to see Ahsoka at some point. Probably. It, it, like, you don't have to do a whole lot with Ahsoka. No. Nope. Like, 
less is more, I think, in this case with the Bad Batch, but mm-hmm. it'll be can't interesting. Can't ever steal the show again, right? Well, she could. <laughs> it's a soak. We love her. Yeah. Uh, episode seven is Battle oh, Scars. There's oh, one thing. There, oh, yeah. There's a couple things I wanted to mention about that. Okay. Um, there's like a joke in there that I don't know, just made me laugh. Um, where uh, I think it's either Trace or Rafa says, Is there an echo in here? And oh, yeah, the echo's yeah, yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that one that made me laugh quite a bit. Um, and I was actually quite surprised at how um, terrible I the, guess, potent- the police droids are when Wrecker jumps down and starts destroying them all. Yeah, but they were easily just as uh, effective, scary or effective as the battle droids. More, maybe so. even more so. Yeah, you know. So it was interesting to see. I don't know if that's the technology's improved or what's going on there. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. I really liked how uh, Rex. You know, before it was always black and white with him, right? Like you know, he followed orders. That's all he's ever known to do. And so he's for the Do you first mean Hunter time ever, or Rex? Yeah, sorry, Hunter. Okay. Hunter. Um, Hunters, you know, he's always followed orders. That's all he's known to do. And for the first time ever, he's kind of like adapting. He's, he's the leader, right? Yep. Like he makes the decisions now, right? And so seeing him adapt and being like, no, you know what? Um, you probably will do something better with this information than. Yeah, he knows where it's going. But like what I couldn't believe is like, why didn't they just duplicate the data? Why did, <laughs> do you know, like. That's they true. Maybe Sid, maybe tech only had the one. Yeah, the one I spike. Feel like they could buy another spike. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's there's lots of times they where could, you look or they at could that plug stuff. Plug it into their computer, right? And yeah, send download it. In an it. Email. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> it's too. It's much too advanced. Email. Or maybe in that put time it in thing. your Google Drive if it's too big to email. Right. Just... <laughs> your local R two unit. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. I like that. Uh, up next is Battle Scars, and this is uh, an important episode. The Batch are being chased by three ships after confiscating a lizard of some sort uh, as Wrecker and Omega strap in for the jump to hyperspace. The case holding this lizard falls, and it opens, and it climbs on Record, who, uh, who freaks out. Mm-hmm. Omega unstraps and tries to help him and uh, get back into its case as they jump and escape. On Ord Mantell, Wrecker and Omega asked to go off on leave because it's something that makes the kid happy. Yeah, sure, Wrecker. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll believe that. Um, but it's also a tradition that they like doing. Hunter says, okay, but keep it short. Uh, and then the rest of the batch go into Sid's um, bar, or I guess into her personal space. And as they kind of, they go in, we see uh, a cloaked patron sitting there drinking by themselves and i think everybody at that point assumed that this was the cloaked person that uh, we saw in the previous episode mm-hmm. in sid's office sid is stiffing the batch <laughs> mm-hmm. screwing them over uh on payment for a job well done sid tells hunter they owe her and hands him a list of things they owe her gas supplies repairs and then Popcorn she mentions stuff like, or whatever yeah the, the stuff that wrecker and and uh, Omega keep ordering. Yeah, there's something they're like 20 mixed. orders of blah. Yeah. And then you cut to record Omega getting it, and they're like, "Oh, it's so good." They're, and then you see the the pay, or the bar tender is like, "Oh, you got to pay." And he's like, "I oh, just put it on Sid's tab." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Um, 
shots are fired and the group goes out to see bar patrons running out. Sid asks who the hooded figure is, and it's Rex. There's our boy. And then he gave it away kind of quick, too, because as he's putting his arms up, you can see it's the, the blue battle armor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, it's Rex and bald head and little slash where the chip used to be. Yeah. Um, Sid buggers off, not wanting to deal with another clone. The boys catch up and Tech informs Rex that he is listed as killed in action by the Empire and Rex comments on that being a good thing. There's positives to that. Wrecker and Omega, Omega, they arrive and Wrecker is happy to see the captain. He lifts him up, puts him down because of his head and Omega is introduced to Rex and he says to her that she's the most unique clone he's ever seen and she says he's the a first generation clone because of the lines on his face. Yeah, she's pretty perceptive. Oh, big time. Really perceptive. Rex, uh, Rex asks what's up with Wrecker, uh, who mentions he just has a headache, and then Tech says they're becoming more frequent, which puts Rex on edge, oh, reaches yeah. for his gun. That's a pretty tense scene. Big time, right? The music yeah. gets tense. Like, I liked the reaction from Omega, though, mm-hmm. because she was like, I've been telling you guys that these chips are dangerous mm-hmm. and you haven't really been listening. And then tech immediately says, Oh, don't worry, Rex, uh, because of our, how did he, how did he put it? Learn a unique something or other. Like our, our deviant nature, mm-hmm. uh, the chips don't work on us. And then Rex is like on high alert about the inhibitor chips being dangerous. And he says, you need to get those out. You can't control it when the order comes through. And, um, yeah, the, the scene just gets heightened big time by that. Uh, Hunter takes it serious when he sees Rex taking it serious, which is good to see because that makes sense. Um, and he asks, well, what, like, what can we do? Like, what do we do about this? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rex looks at him or looks at the Bad Batch and says, I don't know, that's a great question. I'll contact you. And then just bounces. And then we see the Bad Batch um, head to a known place to us, Braca. Do you remember where Braca is from? Fallen Order. Oh, that's Fallen Jedi. Cal's on right right? at the beginning. That's the place that he's working in the salvage yard. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So we get to see Bracca on uh, on Bad Batch, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, Wrecker is super uneasy about the plan. He doesn't want his head being messed with. Uh, Hunter reminds him that they have agreed to meet Rex there on Bracca. And Tech replies that kind of they're they're all going for surgery not just wrecker so Mm -hmm. uh, omega corrects him says that i don't i don't have an inhibitor chip wrecker is upset about that (laughs) that's not fair Mm -hmm. uh they land and um they fly kind of over the graveyard we kind of see i I don't know i got the impression that we kind of saw where cal would have been and i wonder how close to the timeline this is here it's oh this is okay so they're immediate yeah, this is probably within a year. Yeah, so all of Cal is Republic. five years. Yeah, yeah. So okay, that makes sense. Okay, but is he would be on Braca at this point? I don't know. 
Well, in the in the game, he ejects from the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. to Bracken. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, sure. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we see Cal Kestis on this show. Maybe, but they they're, they he can't out himself as a Jedi. No, well, not right. Like he can't. He know he knows that he could do it, but think he's not going to get caught. I suppose. Yeah, maybe that's true. That's true. Think that uh, no one's watching, so he couldn't be approached probably about it. Well, who yeah, knows? That's, Whatever that's they true. could, they can come up with something creative. I'm sure. I'd like. I, I think it'd be fun. I think I it'd be think cool so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they land next to a Y wing. That's Rex's Y wing, which is interesting because is it the Y wing that he escaped the planet from at the end of season seven? Remember, they were they were flying a Y wing there. So is that the same one? Uh, he's waiting to them. They're waiting for them. Uh, Wrecker asks how a junk planet is going to help them. Rex is like, well, these are a bunch of old uh, decommissioned or not even so much decommissioned or being decommissioned um, Republic fighters slash um, destroyers and medical base are still, they would still be functional on these things. Mm -hmm. This is where I got my chip kind of take out or taken out. Um, They get into a Venator class star destroyer. And they kind of make their way through the area. Um, as they keep going, we see more and more of Wrecker struggling with his headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex asks the Bad Batch how they found out about their chips. Rex is Rex is taken aback when Echo says it, it's actually Omega that told mm-hmm. them about them. And she told them about them almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of taken aback that, well, you guys didn't do anything about these right away. <laughs> like, this is kind of crazy. Omega. Yeah. She, well, I guess they don't know, right? Rex has a lot more information. That well, they and don't. they, yeah. And they, they were all like, oh, these, these chips don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why wouldn't, why didn't we execute order 66 then? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that's a good question, right? Like the only one to execute order 66 in a timely fashion was, Crosshair. Like he's the only one that that did. Mm-hmm. And it, he struggled with it, but very little. Yeah, I almost didn't even get the impression that it was the chip that was making him do it. He was just it was more that him. was it was his orders. That's yeah. what he does, right? Like he wasn't well, com- he wasn't forced to do it, but he was just, you know, doing what he was told. Like I, I feel yeah, I think like they their nature wasn't to listen to orders, right? They got the job done by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Whereas the clone troopers were like, okay, give it orders, go and do it. Mm-hmm. I felt like crosshair order and he was like, yeah, you know what? I want to do this anyway. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. I want to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's the impression I got. Um the clones get up into a submerged Venator ship. It's like half in the water and they have to make their way through it, which was kind of a fun little game of cat and mouse as they were going through that. Um, Rex notes that the ship was uh, part of the first batch of its class off the assembly line. Wrecker kind of quips that Rex is the same thing, which I thought <laughs> was pretty funny. Um Hunter observes the swamp and this is his thing. He senses movement within it and says, stay above the waterline. Don't get into the water because that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, 
flying creatures are gliding over them as they kind of navigate through the the wreckage and then uh rex leads the way to the bridge where they have to basically restart the venator class ship uh they get up there i think it's echo and tech that stay there to turn the ship on as the rest start to head towards uh, a medical bay Mm -hmm. um They've got to cross, and the only way they can cross across a big wide gap is uh, a large cable. The clones crawl, uh, claw, uh, cross the gap by crawling along the cable, but Wrecker, the last to go, is nervous, to, of course, due to his fear of heights. And uh, as he's climbing, the, the, the weight, tentacle thing. Well, his weight causes the cable to sag and snap, mm-hmm. which makes him fall, um, basically hanging there. In the mm-hmm. air, and then the tentacle uh, comes up, and then yeah, there's a big fight for that, and it grabs Wrecker, who cuts it off with his vibro knife as he's trying to pull him up. However, more come up; they seize him, drag him underwater, and then um, everybody's worried. It's kind of like a little throwback mm-hmm. to when Luke was hauled underwater. Yeah, everybody's just like in the uh, the garbage shooter, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Wrecker manages to make his way to the surface. He grabs a, a cable, uh, but the creature is holding on to him. Rex, Hunter, and Tech pull him up. Echo fires on the creature, forcing it to let go. And then uh, after Wrecker has been pulled to safety, Rex kind of makes a, a funny joke and says uh, that makes them miss clankers more than, more than dealing with these kind of creatures. And Wrecker's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love that they still use the the clankers and and Mm -hmm. things like that. It's just funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get down and they travel through the corridor. It's all dark and everything. And they get to a partially open blast door. Rex kneels down to look into the room. Several rodents kind of go through and run away. Uh, They get their torches into the the med bay and notes that the room is kind of no longer a sterile environment. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) It's a junkie. Uh, but uh, Rex says, would you prefer the facilities on Camino? <laughs> and he goes, no, I would not. Um, <laughs> Echo begins calibrating the surgical pod with his mechanical doohickey thing. Um, Omega watches with concern. Tech fits his chip scanner over Wrecker's head. Hunter puts the squad's backpacks and helmets on including his record uh, or not on, but on the side of the room down Omega tells Hunter that she's worried about how safe the surgery is since um, just because it worked on Rex, it doesn't mean it's going to work on the rest of the bad batch. Rex is like, Oh, you don't have much of a choice. It's more dangerous to leave these things in than it is to get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Omega, the saddest thing fears that she might lose the bad batch with this surgery. And she's like, that's what she's concerned about. I'm going to lose the bad batch, which is cute. Hunter tells her that that's not going to happen. We're going to, they, they aren't going anywhere. Um, Tech finds Wrecker's inhibitor chip uh, where it normally should be. Um, all of a sudden, Wrecker pulls the scanner off and growls. Because as, as this is happening, we see Wrecker's demeanor changing. Mm-hmm. And he's getting not aggressive, but like he just, like his demeanor goes darker. Yeah. If that makes any sense. And then he's just growling and Omega calms him or tries to calm him down. Rex quietly comments that they need to speed things up. Echo works on the controls. And then all of a sudden 
order 66 clicks in Wrecker's head. He's the biggest. He's the baddest. This is not the dude that you want going off. No, with order 66. Yeah, and you know, for all the traits that the the bad batch have, Wrecker is by far the scariest. Right. Like he can just manhandle two or three people at a time. Right. And, and you see that here, he does that against the bad batch, you know, like they go to stun him. He just picks someone up by the face and throws them in front of the stun blast, you know, like it's awesome. Like it's scary. And it's such a tense scene. Like I loved how they did that. Well, and they bring it like Hunter kind of brings it on himself just a little bit. Right. Because they're talking about everything that happened on collar, which is where, um, Deepa Baliba died, mm-hmm. and they he was talking about how they the clone troopers attacked her, and they did not understand why. Wrecker's sitting there and he's groaning, and his head's hurting. Hunter says that they couldn't save the Jedi general, but they helped her paddle on escape, mm-hmm. which sets off Order 66. Bleep. Tech yeah. is just about to inject Wrecker when he grabs him and uh, he's choking him, and then he tosses him across the room, like you said, mm-hmm. and then it's Wrecker's got his helmet on. He's got his blaster rifle. He's facing Rex. He reaches for one of his blasters. Um, and then it's just a fight between the Bad Batch and Wrecker. And Wrecker is all systems go. Yeah. Which is bad news. Um, and Hunter kind of like he, they're, they're, they're trying to get uh, Wrecker under control. But uh, Echo's unconscious. Echo? No, Tech is unconscious. And Wrecker or uh, Hunter says for Omega to stay with him, make sure he's okay. And then they're they're off and they're fighting Wrecker, and it's just a disaster. Um, anybody that is in violation of Order sixty six should be ter- terminated. And he's fighting his brothers. I can't remember. Is it Hunter or is it? Echo that chokes out Wrecker. I think it's Hunter, right? I think it's Hunter. Yeah. And they choke him out. And then just as he's like, oh no, they don't choke him out. Rex stuns him from behind. Yeah. Rex is the one that gets him in the end. Yeah. But he's like, I think it's Hunter jumps on him, I think, though. But Hunter jumps on him. He incapacitates Hunter somehow. He gets thrown off and he's about to shoot Hunter and he says, good soldiers follow orders. And then he gets stunned from behind by Rex. Mm-hmm. The clones, uh, they get Wrecker inside the surgical pod. Surgery happens. Um, it's taken forever for Wrecker to wake up. Everybody else gets in the pods. They have their surgeries. Everybody else is out quick. Wrecker finally gets um, conscious. And it's Omega that just sits with them the whole time because they, they have that close bond, right? Mm-hmm which is awesome. And then he wakes up and he's like, she's super worried, but he kind of rubs his hand in her hair and then asks why the long face. And she's just so happy. The bad batch are all happy that he's back and they don't have to fight him. <laughs> uh, tech is scanning him. And then Rex says, yep, there we go. Now everybody else needs to get in there and get their chips out. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrecker is super guilty like he feels super guilty about fighting them and and almost hurting omega she says that it's not his fault he couldn't control himself she's been saying that from day one and then uh she's got some of that oh that mantel mix that's Mm -hmm. what it's called some of that treat she gives it to him and then they're just all happy 
And then uh, outside of the Star Destroyer, Rex talks to somebody on his wrist comm, saying that he's going to meet them at the rendezvous by the next rotation. Hunter approaches. They talk a little bit. Uh, he's happy because it seems like Rex isn't out of the fight, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, and now Hunter, or not Hunter, Rex says that uh, he's been he's been fighting for the Galactic Republic his entire life. Why would he stop now? And they say their goodbyes. And Rex says that uh, he believes the Bad Batch skills would be a tremendous asset to something that is building. Mm-hmm. Referring, I guess, to uh, a rebellion of sorts. But, start of the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, and this is interesting too, right? Because we see later on as we get to Rebels that Rex is, I guess, still kind of hidden. Yeah. So we need to get to that part too. Yeah, we've got to figure out what happens with Gregor, how, yeah. he, how he picks up Wolf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess we do find out, you know what, I won't spoil it. We'll find out some more of that in, in the season. At least how, yeah, that's true. He, at least how Rex meets one of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But we don't find out why he's in that uh, whatever uh, walking tank thing. Right. I can't remember what that is called. Fishing that for is, giant uh, sandworms, kind yeah, of. That is an old, like that is a Galactic Republic mm-hmm. um, era kind of vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Rex tells them. Rex tells them to to kind of stay out of trouble, and uh, they bid each other farewell. And then Rex disappears. And then, unknown to our group, they are being watched by the Scrapper Guild. Scrapper Guild is what. Um, Cal Kestis works for when we begin Fallen Jedi. And, Fallen Order. Uh, is it Fallen Order or Fallen Jedi? Uh, it's Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they, Scrapper tells his comrade that there are intruders present aboard the cruiser and orders that the Empire be notified. And then sitting at the bar, Rex is kind of uh he's on rex's wrist comp talking and um wrecker and omega return to the bar the group has to take cu- what i think did you i read this wrong hold on i don't think you missed anything though no no i didn't no that was the, that's right that's right yeah i'm, I'm looking at i don't know why i have are you, a are double. you going ahead here no i have a double it's from oh. the beginning of the film i must have okay. accidentally posted it to the beginning but yeah so end of the episode that's a big one because now the bad batch minus crosshair all have the chips out and uh, it's big now they're now they're not a threat to regular society now they're kind of prepped and ready to go as far as what's going to be coming up for them are they going to be a part of that larger rebellion at the beginning we don't think so because we don't see them in rebels but that doesn't mean that they can't be. So I don't know. We all now we're now we're moving forward. We have the empire about to come down on them, which will be interesting to see. And uh, that'll be the, basically the next couple of uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that one. Uh, Yeah, it's a good episode. I just, I don't know what it is about Wrecker's turn, but it is just well done. It's hard. It's like, the whole time I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, like, 
oh shit oh shit <laughs> right like, you know the whole time i'm kind of watching it like that and um because that's it just the that's be the like record that would benefit worse. the empire yeah it's getting worse and worse and worse like he's taken out this part of the, this guy from the bad Batch. he's now taking out this guy you know he's knocked everybody down and then hunter comes out of nowhere i guess he must have gotten back up now he's almost got hunter right and like rex just barely gets the stun off and like yeah, it was great. Like I, they've been leading up to that for what episode was that? Seven. They've been leading up for seven episodes. episodes. Like he bonks his head every episode. I think yep. leading up to this one. Oh, I got a headache. You know, and he's got headaches, and so like you just you knew this was coming, and even though like you hoped it wouldn't, you know, like they're like so close, and you're like it's gotta happen, right? Like you can't just like have this and. And then just take his chip out and then he's fine, right? He had to turn or something, right? And then sure enough, it's like right at the last second and it is intense. And, you know, just to see, like, even the way that they have Omega react in the episode, it just seems so Mm. sad and tragic too, on top of scary. Well, because of the care that Omega has for the Bad Batch and and the bond that she has with Wrecker, like they're like two children, right? And Mm -hmm. so they're best friends and they do things all together. And yeah, she's devastated. And afterwards, he feels super guilty yeah. about what he's done. And that's important to remember moving forward in episodes coming up, too. Mm. So there you go. That's our that's our review of uh, the episode six and seven of Bad Batch. It's getting better. It's building towards something that we, we're still not quite sure about. And honestly, I'll, I'll say it. We... We figure we know what we're building towards after the season finale, but we're not there yet. And I like it mm-hmm. because looking at you, look at rebels really every season ends on a, not a positive note, but like a clear note of where things are going. Right. For the yeah, most I part, so yeah. And I would the say first the season is like the death of the Grand Inquisitor. Second yep. season is the Sith Apprentice with Maul and Vader. Third season is what? What does that one end on? Third season is uh, on a new planet, new base. Oh yeah, they get a new base. Is a chopper base? Yeah, yeah. And then final season is finale. So that mm-hmm. one's that's final. But even in even in Clone Wars too, like I, I'm trying to remember a season finale that was a cliffhanger. And there really wasn't like this, this season of bad batch, it's a cliffhanger, Mm -hmm. like a big time cliffhanger. And that's good because it's building up and and maybe there's only two seasons of bad batch, maybe. And that's okay. As long as they deliver on the story Mm -hmm. and we think we know what's coming up, but we won't know until next season. So Mm -hmm. there you go. We'll do, we'll do episodes eight and nine um, next week, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll go from there. So. Next week, we're, we're going to get into our top five will be the now sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then we got to figure out what we want to do from there. Well, Visions will be out. Yes. Um, That's right. But we'll, we'll review Visions after we're done. Yeah, batch. I guess we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. So, um, but we only have a few more Bad Batch. Episodes oh, left how many anyway. how many changes and tweaks are we allowed to do for the sequel trilogy <laughs> <laughs> we'll, st- we'll stick to five 
We're probably going to have five and then 20 honorable <laughs> 20, 20 honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should see if heels will come back for this episode. Yeah, we should just, you know, just join us for the first. And not even tell them. We just want you for the very first part where we do our top five tweaks. That'll take yeah. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be good. I'm, I'm going to throw that out to him. That's, that's, hopefully we get a heels um a drop in next uh, next week it'll be fun and uh, we'll have some we'll have some good times with it um i don't have anything else matt how about you i don't have anything either well, let's call it quits we'll see you next week right here on pod racers a star wars podcast matt what would he'll say if he, he was say, actually here? i guess too especially again now with uh more variants popping up uh, alberta and saskatchewan closing things down <laughs> yeah more closures now uh stay safe and watch star wars Nothing better to do. It's Star Wars, folks. There you go. All right. We'll see you next time right here on Pod Racers. Peace.